Hello, and welcome to Filled with His Love. In one sense, the first book of John might be viewed as a message about agency and learning. Quote, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. End quote. Why were so many unable to comprehend that Jesus was the Son of God? Because they did not use the gift of agency, the gift that had been so freely given to them by God himself. They did not open themselves to the light that was in them. They chose to remain in darkness. They did not choose to accept his invitation to, quote, learn of me, end quote. I remember as a teenager an encounter between my mother and my older sister. My mother and I were upstairs in the kitchen, and my sister was downstairs in the family room singing. My mother had never noticed that my sister had such a good singing voice. My mother immediately dropped what she was doing in the kitchen and went downstairs. She sat at the piano and asked my sister to sing. Then my mother asked her, Would you like to take voice lessons? My sister was excited at the prospect. She took private voice lessons with a superb teacher, became a skilled soloist, and eventually sang with the Tabernacle Choir. This brief encounter between my mother and my sister illustrates the inseparable connection between agency and learning. My mother chose to listen. She chose to extend an invitation to my sister to take voice lessons. My sister chose to accept the invitation. She also chose to keep pursuing her goal of becoming a skilled singer. And then she chose to share her talent freely in church meetings and in choirs. The word pursuit is based upon agency. The Oxford English Dictionary defines the word pursuit as, quote, the act of seeking or striving to obtain, attain, or accomplish some objective, an endeavor, an attempt, end quote. My mother was endeavoring to help my sister develop her musical talent. My sister was striving to obtain her goal of improving talent, and she was pursuing knowledge. Her pursuit required that she open herself to the guidance of her voice teacher, that she practice, and that she accept invitations to perform. All of these actions were premised on my sister exercising her own God-given agency to obtain, attain, or accomplish her goal. She had to want to do it. Knowledge itself was not my sister's ultimate goal. Her ultimate goal was to bless others with her talent. Knowledge simply provided the means to achieve her goal. I once worked with Arthur Henry King, a former BYU professor who passed away a number of years ago. The following is an invented conversation I might have had with Arthur if we were discussing the pursuit of knowledge. Russ, so how do you see this whole issue of the pursuit of knowledge, Arthur? Well, one of the mistakes we make over and over again in life is to go directly for the things we think are important. Russ, are you saying that we should not pursue knowledge we think is important? Arthur, pay closer attention to what I said. I said go directly for things we think are important. Russ, you mean like setting our hearts on riches? Arthur, yes, but, but more. If we aim for self-fulfillment, we shall never be fulfilled. Russ, 
So we're not supposed to go after happiness directly? Are you saying it's a byproduct of something else? Arthur, yes, but I don't think the word by, I don't like this word byproduct. People talk about getting an education, but if we aim at education, we shall never become educated. Russ, education seems like a fairly important goal to aim for, but you're saying that we should not go directly for it? Arthur, yes. Even if we aim at salvation, we shall never be saved. These things are indirect, supreme results of doing something else. And the something else is service. It is righteousness. It is trying to do the right thing, the thing that needs to be done at each moment. End quote. Consider how agency is at the root of all that Arthur is saying. We not only choose the goal we will pursue, we choose the reason for which we will pursue it. If we are exercising our agency to pursue learning that will permit us to help those around us, then we will become educated. Nephi did not initially set a goal to become a shipbuilder, but he became a very skilled shipbuilder as an indirect result of doing what was needed to be, quote, done at each moment, quote. He listened, obeyed, and acted. My mother did the one thing that she needed to do at each moment by asking my sister if she wanted to study voice, and my sister did likewise. Doing what needs to be done at each moment demands that we know what the Lord would have us do. Then, once we know, we exercise our agency by following His will for us at each moment. The prophet Joseph became educated, not because he pursued the goal directly, he became educated because he did what the Lord and heavenly messengers asked him to do. He kept asking questions. He kept pursuing knowledge. In fact, as you read the Doctrine and Covenants, his persistence in the pursuit of knowledge was relentless. However, he was not trying to fulfill requirements for a course. Rather, he was trying to answer the question at hand, the one that needed to be answered at that moment. So much of formal education is artificial, not like the kind of learning that naturally flows from the questions that arise in our lives. We might attend a class and be asked to memorize the names of all the parts of the human eye by tomorrow. Of course, that can be accomplished, but it is not how we pursue knowledge after we complete our formal education. We pursue knowledge for the rest of our lives, much like Joseph pursued knowledge, answering the question that needs to be answered at each moment. On the surface, some of these answers may not seem to be too consequential. But in the end, learning what we need to learn at each moment is essential. The Internet has made knowledge more accessible than at any other time in human history. For example, Wikipedia is the fifth most frequently visited site on the web, just behind Instagram and Twitter. One day, while I was watching a BYU football game with my eight-year-old grandson, a foul was called. And then the camera showed a close-up of the H on the back of the official's shirt. My grandson asked, So, Grandpa, what does the H mean? I responded, Well, actually, I'm, I'm not sure. It's just the kind of ref that he is. Looking a little puzzled, my grandson then asked, Well, so why don't you just look it up on your phone? Instant access to knowledge, that's what my grandson is used to. 
He knew I had the answer in my pocket. So why didn't I just look it up and settle the issue? I pulled out my phone and answered his question. This astoundingly pervasive access to knowledge allows all of us to learn what we want to learn when we want to learn it. But this brings us back to agency and its relationship to learning. Even with such universal access, some still choose not to learn. Just as those in the time of the Savior chose not to see him as he really was. Some choose not to do what they ought to do at each moment. They might use the internet constantly and still not be learning what they really should be learning, learning that would lead them to service and righteousness. Our challenge is to take advantage of our current digital access to knowledge without allowing it to take advantage of us. I need to ask myself if I am exercising my agency appropriately to do what the Lord would have me do at each moment. I need to know if the learning I am pursuing is the learning that I need to be pursuing, and I need to find ways to help others do the same. When I wrote the book, The Education of the Heart, I visited regularly with Arthur Henry King in his home. He was 84 years old at the time. He was becoming quite frail. He had Parkinson's disease. I would have to help him up out of his chair often after we had a long session because his body became stiff. The following is an excerpt from an account of one of my visits shortly before I took a professional leave to work with a faculty member at the University of Paris. Quote, These sessions the past few months have been the most profound educational experiences of my life. It is impossible to describe them in writing. They must be experienced to be understood. Arthur's kindness and honesty, his sincere interest in helping me, and his miraculous knowledge of, quote, things temporal and spiritual, quote, have been a personal inspiration to me. I was apprehensive in the beginning to seek his advice because I wasn't sure if I was adequately prepared to benefit from his counsel. Now that I'm going to Paris, I'm apprehensive about continuing to write without the benefit of his counsel. He has been so supportive, never adamant, never unkind, never demeaning when I was unaware of something that for him was fundamental. He has given me the encouragement I needed to pursue what still seems to be a daunting task and has given me somehow the strength to keep pursuing it. His sincere interest in my work, not his actual words of counsel, has been my strongest support. During those encounters with Arthur, I was pursuing knowledge, the knowledge I needed to acquire so that I could write the book I was trying to write. Like my grandson, I wanted answers instantly, and sometimes Arthur helped me find those answers instantly. Other times, I had to keep asking and seeking and knocking. He was using his agency as he conversed with me, and I was using my agency as I sought his counsel. My mother, likewise, was using her agency to determine how to help her children. My sister used her agency to accept my mother's inspired invitation to develop her talents. The pursuit of knowledge is a lifelong pursuit. It never ends. It is actually the reason for which we came to earth, to keep learning what God wants us to learn so that we can live with Him again. The Lord gave us agency so that we could do exactly that. He gave us the power to choose what we would pursue and how we would pursue it. 
Each of us simply needs to ask ourselves if we are exercising that priceless gift as we learn what He wants us to learn and teach what He wants to have us teach. The miracle of all this is that as we seek for guidance in our individual pursuits of knowledge, our ability to choose what God would have us choose increases as we become the person He wants us to become. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.